Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. On a Saturday morning, it is Drive Time Radio with New York. Vinny, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Uh, I'd like to say the sun is shining and the birds are singing, but it ain't happening this morning. I'm going to tell you right now, it's uh, gray and foggy up here at the uh, Esperance Media Studios in Edmonds, where, um, I, I don't know, Nathan, uh, our erstwhile producer, what is it doing there in beautiful Bellevue? Uh, it's kind of interesting that it's so like dark and gray right now. It actually looks kind of blue outside. I don't know what's up with that, but I'm sure those birds are dripping instead of singing and obviously raining pretty hard right now. Yeah, yeah, it looks like a uh, black and white movie up here. You know, I, I mean, <laughs> it, it looks like a, like a film noir. You know, maybe that's what Seattle is. Maybe that's what we're all doing here. We're all living in a film noir, you know, like... I expect to see Ray Meland and Ida Lupino walking by my house here uh, in a couple of minutes. Uh, anyway, and we we are uh, <laughs> we fight through. The, this is the worst time of year, man. I mean, we are fighting through it. This is the part where you really you kind of <clears throat> you be a, a a Seattleite, man. You got to fight through it. You know, it's it's dark at three o'clock in the afternoon. I mean. When that first sunlight gets up at about nine, you better be out of the house and doing what you got to do in the daylight. Well, as we roll into the Christmas season, we've got a good show for you today. We're, well, we're hoping it's a good show. I mean, you'll be the judge of that. You'll send me an email. You'll go on Facebook where we broadcast live and let me know uh, what, uh, you know, you'll tell your friends if you like it. If you don't like it, as always, we got our double your money back guarantee. Whatever you paid for this show, we will be more than happy to uh, give it back to you twice if you are not satisfied. And and by the way, uh, just for a little insurance, remember that that comes out of Nathan's pay if we give anything back. So I'm not saying that we run this thing like a shoddy organization, but we run this like a shoddy organization. What can you do? Sorry, I, I am nursing a little bit of a cold this morning too, so... Um, if I have to stop and take a drink or, you know, do one of these and sneeze so I get off camera for a second, um, please I accept my apology in, uh, in advance. Uh, interesting week in the car world. They delved into a couple of different things that I'm going to talk about this morning. Uh, first of all, if you're interested this morning in seeing some uh, cars, if you if you're one of those people that even need your car fix um, in the winter, as many of us do, I believe that um, Cars and Coffee in Shoreline is going on, which is right there where uh, Highway 99, uh, Aurora Avenue, and you know you go off to go to Ballard on what is it, 15th Avenue or whatever that is. Uh, I think it's 15th and then a Holman Road or something like that. Anyway, that uh, that Carson Coffee is uh, is turning into a good one there. I'm hoping that one of these mornings we're going to be able to get out there and, um, and broadcast from there. Now, if it's raining, it's probably less likely there'll be a lot of people out there uh, and down there. And, and uh, but if you want to go out and you want to see some cars this morning, uh, it's turned, like I said, it's turned into a pretty neat little thing. They're on Facebook as the shoreline cars. <sighs> Excuse me. And coffee. And uh, they would appreciate you showing up and looking at their cars. So if you're uh, so inclined, take the kids out, walk them around some fine iron, and get them ready for their future. Although, I don't know how many electric cars will be out there, which I'm telling you now is the future. I mean, if you don't believe it, you know, if you're uh, one of the vaccine type people who say, I, I, I don't believe in science, you know, the non-vaccine, I guess, type people, I don't believe in science, you know, I, 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 you know, you may be stuck. You're probably going to be able to drive your internal combustion engine until it dies. Uh, but 
the electrics are coming. One of the interesting electrics that I have found over the past, um, well, let's see, it was introduced at the LA Auto Show just a couple of weeks ago, um, just before Thanksgiving. And a lot of people are talking about it on two levels. Uh, number one, because it's an electric SUV and a very good looking electric SUV, but because it is uh, the first car that I know about now, maybe, you know, they, they've made them in the past, but uh, from what I understand, uh, there may have only been French cars or uh, so on and so forth in Vietnam. Um, VinFast, no relation, is uh, the company. And uh, they uh, introduced their, uh, one of their SUVs, actually, I think two of their SUVs in um, the, at the LA Auto Show. And uh, many of the critics that saw them in person have been raving about this thing. Now, I've only seen pictures and, you know, been able to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, look a little bit <clears throat> at the, um, you know, at, at the images and so on and so forth and get an idea and listen to a lot of the reports and talk to a couple of people uh, that have been down there to see uh, this vehicle. But it just seems like, I don't know, I, I, of all the countries that I ever thought would produce a car. I don't know if I had Vietnam on the list. Now, for younger people, maybe it doesn't mean as much. But for older guys like and women like like me, um, there's you know there's there's always a little when you hear Vietnam, the first thing you think about is, you know, the war. And how many people? And then when especially when you see a car. Uh, it comes from Hanoi. You think about that. And it's, uh, you know, so people, there's a lot of people, I've already heard it from people saying, oh, that you know, car from Vietnam. What the heck did it, you know, so. But I, I really liken it to when the Japanese cars first came over, if you remember when Japanese cars first came over, we were only, what was it, uh, 20 years? Let's see, first Japanese cars got here in 65, 60, well, a little earlier for some uh, German cars as well. But there was a lot of people that wouldn't buy them. Now, attitudes in our lives have changed since then, thank God. And um, so I don't think that people are not going to buy a car because it's from Vietnam. Uh, I do think they will buy a car if it's a quality product. And, I, and that's it. That's all. I don't see anybody not buying Nikes because they're made in Vietnam. I don't see any, but, but, you know, there will be, of course, some people will say, oh, man, how can you possibly you know, buy, a, buy a car like that? I, um, you know, if I've learned anything in life, I've learned that the, the person that you're shooting at one day will be the person you're eating breakfast with another day. And so... It's a very interesting car. I'm going to see if I can put an image of it up here uh, real quickly. Uh, because I, it's, it's a very, from what the, um, what people are saying about this car, there's, um, You know, there's a real chance we're gonna we're gonna see it here <clears throat> on the shores 
in the not too distant future. I think they're scheduled um, for 2023, I think. So very, uh, very interesting when it comes to, to, uh, to that, the, the VinFast. It's a, uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, these days cars, I mean, look at what the Koreans are doing. I mean, with, you know, with Hyundai and Kia, I mean, they're, mop, they're mopping up, man. Those are the best cars you can buy right now, really. Uh, the Hyundais, the Kias, uh, their price, you know, they're a little less on their price point uh, because, you know, they used to be a bargain. Now they're not, they're not as much of a bargain anymore. Uh, people used to look at them as uh, less expensive alternatives. Their price points now match up with Toyota a little less, but with Toyota, with Nissan, but the product is, is off the charts as good as uh, Toyota or, uh, or Nissan. And, and actually I think in a lot of cases better than Nissan. I'd buy a Hyundai in a minute uh, or a Kia in a minute before I buy a Nissan, unless it was a Z. And even then I'd probably have to think about it. And their Genesis is in competition for car of the uh, SUV of the year. What SUV of the year uh, with our press association? Hey, Nathan, I, can, I'm having a little trouble doing this. Can you uh, maybe put up an image of that VinFast? If you just uh, if you Google it, you'll see um, you'll see VinFast. Uh, it's an automotive company, and it's a red SUV uh, that would look dandy if we could stick it into that drive time slot on the screen so for the people on Facebook. But if you're not on Facebook, uh, Google VinFast, V-I-N-F-A-S-T, and take a look at that SUV and let me know what you think. Um, I think it's a pretty SUV. I'm interested to see it in person, uh, to sit in it, to feel the quality of the interior, uh, to look at the quality of, uh, I think, one of the things they're going to have to do like most new automakers are going to have to do uh, in this day and age, is offer uh, a, a, at least a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty. There you go. Thank you. That's the VinFast. And, uh, again, uh, just a, a sharp-looking SUV. Uh, and, listen, uh, just because it has a V on the front and a V on the um, steering wheel, <coughs> doesn't mean that uh, <laughs> I'm going to run out and buy one. But I like the name. I got to admit, I like the name. <laughs> it's a good name. Oh, man. Um, just a, uh, yeah. So that's something to keep an eye on in the future. Not a lot of people know about this. And uh, the VinFast Lux SA 2.0 is going to be a, uh, I think, going to be a hit if the quality is there. That's what people are going to be looking at. Is it quality? Is it on a par with what you can get from Hyundai and Kia? And if it is, and if they offer that, uh, you know, a 10-year, 100,000-mile warranty like Hyundai does, because remember, Early on, Hyundai's had problems when they came over, and that's how they really got past their problems is they said, buy our car, we'll make sure it works for the life of uh, what you own your car. For the life of it. You go buy it, you drive it. If it breaks down, bring it back to us at Hyundai, and we'll fix it. That's a pretty good deal. And it really did, I remember, instill confidence in the people at Hyundai. That and the fact that they really, I mean, just turn their quality control and turn their, uh, their designs around to where I read an article last week 
that said that if you are going to be in the market for an electric car, the company that is most, most likely to deliver a quality electric vehicle to you at an affordable price is Hyundai, either a Kia or uh, a Hyundai. They already have uh, the Kia Nero electric. They already have the EV6, which is coming. I don't know if you saw it at the Seattle Auto Show, but it was really a, um, a, a beautiful piece of art, not just a car, but a piece of art. It was a spectacular looking vehicle. I can't wait to get in one and drive one. Um, what else did, uh, uh, you know, the, the electric Hyundais are spectacular cars. And um, everybody that owns them, either the hybrids or the full electrics. And the technology is, is advancing as we speak. So uh, good to see a new car brand. You know, we live in a time right now with electric cars. I think very similar to what it must have been like in the early 1900s when, you know, there were a gazillion car makers out there. I mean, you think about all the different car companies that don't exist anymore that were around um, from 1900 to 1920. In that 20-year period, how many people were making cars? I mean, you had uh, Maxwell, Random Oldsmobile, who had who was putting out the first Oldsmobiles. Um, you had Stutz, you had Studebaker. Studebaker that was a carriage maker. I believe they made the uh, caissons that, that Abraham Lincoln was, uh, was transported in, the body of Abraham, President Abraham Lincoln, I believe was a Studebaker uh, caisson. I mean, that's how long they were around. But all of these companies, their vision turned toward this new horseless carriage. And it all, it was a frenzy. Everybody was trying to get financing. Everybody was trying to build um, uh, this new vehicle because they saw the future of mobility. People wanted to, well, now in this period that we're living in, uh, there's a, a, a shift in what people want. And the challenge here is they're already used to this device that will take them everywhere they want to go. And all they got to do is stop at a gas station, fill it up and go. And the electric car challenge is to replicate that, to get to make people. Now, future generations will probably change the way that they do things. If we have future generations, the way things are going, but let's just say that they, we do for a minute. Um, people will, people will change their routines partially because these are not just going to be cars. These are going to be devices that you'll be able to power things on. You'll be able to take your car on a picnic and power your grill from it. You'll be able to power your, uh, and in a case of a blackout, like in Northern California, where they seem to have them in the summertime regularly, you'll be able to plug your house into your car. In other words, what you're going to be doing, instead of driving an internal combustion engine around, you will have the added ability to power your house from your car. And if you couple that with some of the innovations that they're coming out with, like solar, and not just solar on your house, but they are developing and testing right now solar roads. If this thing works the way that they want it to work, if you're in Arizona, let's say, I don't know how it's going to work up here, 
But if you're in Arizona, you're in New Mexico, you're in Texas, you're in Southern California, you're here, you're there, you're gonna drive, you're gonna drive on a on a road that will soak up the solar energy and charge your car while you're driving. Think about that for a second. Same way yourself. We had, we had, um, uh, I forget his name, the electric, uh, the guy who was in charge of electric cars at Ford on here, I don't know, about a year ago, maybe a little less. And I asked him this question, you know, will we be able to charge electric cars like we charged or charge our cell phones by just laying them on a, a pad, will it eventually come to where you drive in your garage, you don't plug anything in, you just park the car on a solar thing and bang, you go. Cities will find additional income, and I'm being a little Nostradamus here, cities will find additional income by building parking meters that will have hookups in them to hook your electric car and plug it in. If you're the city of Seattle and you're looking to make some income, not only do you have a, a parking meter that you can park with and pay to park, but you can also plug your car in from that, uh, you know, maybe there'll be 10 of them on every block. And the city will charge you. City light will charge you for the charge. And in some cases, make it free if they want to, um, you know, in, incentivize electric car um, uh, use. But imagine that for a second. You'll drive downtown. You'll pull into a parking space. You'll put your credit card in the thing. And you'll pay for uh, two hours of parking and uh, an hour or whatever it takes to um, to charge your Electric. And I know there are some of you in the audience that are saying, well, Vinny, you're crazy. What's it going to do to the electric grid? Well, I saw a very interesting uh, um, article and comp uh, compilation about that. It seems that back in 1940-something, 48 or 49, the same conversation was brought up about air conditioning. Oh my God. We're going to have an air conditioner in every house. How in the world is the electric grid going to handle that? Well, part of what this uh, Build Back Better bill is, is done, this bill is infrastructure bill that was passed by Congress finally, is that it will assist power companies in cranking up the grid, in fortifying it so that we don't have these problems. That's the future. That's what you're looking at. Uh, I believe. And that's why I, I, I've become really into it. Listen, I haven't lost my love for the internal combustion engine by any means. By any means. But I see the future. I wish I would, you know, I wish in some ways I was 25 years younger because I would love to see, you know, I, I mean, I still get that feeling in me when I hear a, a you know, a, a great, you know, LT1 or ZL1 or Z06 Corvette startup and it rumbles and you get the feeling in the blood and you get the smell of the exhaust. And you get that feeling inside of you that, you know, you just want to drive it and, you, and you're, you know, you just, when them eight cylinders are popping, or if you're in a, a, a small, you know, an imp, a, a little car with the four cylinder engine, you know, but there's also this new thing that's coming along that's pretty groovy, man, pretty groovy. And it is going to revolutionize just as 
um, the Henry Fords and the Randomals and the Bill Durants revolutionized and took us from, think about this for a second. When we were, when, when this world uh, turned from 1899 into 1900, do you know what the equivalent of global warming was? Horse crap. That's right. Horse crap. Because the streets were filled with horse crap. Because horses were the main transportation. You talk about pollution. You talk about stink. You talk about stepping in crap. That was the main that was how people got around. They hooked up their horse to the cart, brought goods to town. They hooked up their horse to the cart, drove to the opera. They hooked up their horse to the cart, went for groceries. That's how it worked. And it must have stunk around here. Oh, well, here we are in 2021. And the exhaust from automobiles, the carbon is put out by these automobiles is hurting the earth. It's a bigger picture than just what it smells like and what you step in. Exhaust is the horse crap of the day. And these vehicles are going to eliminate that or at least tamp it down to a, I guess maybe where now you just got to worry about walking in dog crap instead of, you know, stepping in dog crap instead of stepping in horse crap. <laughs> I mean, you sound, you know, we're laughing, but it is the future. It is the future. Um, all right, we'll come back. We'll take a quick break here. We'll come back uh, with Yo Vinny. What are you driving this week? We got a cartoon for you and... We're taking a look at the Subaru Outback Wilderness. I got a great story to tell you about that car and a review coming up. It's Drive Time Radio right here at 1150 KKNW. No matter how you say it, cruce con la verde, en el medio pierde. It always means the same thing. Attraversate soltanto al segnale verde, mai nel mezzo della strada. Cross at the green, not in between. Geht arriba de gas, norden wenn es green, nicht ergeht zwischen den mitten vom block. It means cross at the corner, never in the middle of the block. Don't walk until the light turns green. Always cross at corners where motorists expect you and where you can see them. Cross at the green, not in between. In any language, it's a way of life. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Use your eyes to look up. Use your ears to hear. Walk up to the corner when the coast is clear. And wait, and wait, until you see the light turn green. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Don't cross the street in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle, in the middle of the block. Self-help, healing, spirituality, and more on Alternative Talk. 1150. Bottle Rocket back uh, as we get back in from here on Drive Time Radio. New York Mini hanging out with me. Thank you so much for um, listening to our radio program or viewing it on Facebook. Don't forget, if you miss any part of it, you can always pick it up on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever good podcasts are handed out, you can get one. Just uh, ask them for a Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. There's a few different Drive Time shows out there that have to do with drive time radio, but this is the actually original uh, since 1993 uh, drive time radio. And also don't forget that on Monday, Wednesday, Friday mornings, Michael Knight and I do a uh, show right here on Facebook live, and you can tune into that and get our thoughts on the uh, sports and events of the day. Uh, 
10, a little after 10 o'clock every Monday, Wednesday, Friday morning for Michael Knight, New York, Vinny, Mikey and Vinny hit me airwaves taking on the world. All right, uh, Nathan, there's a question. Yes. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I'm glad you asked. I can't believe that you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> How did we go off the rails? So we were going so good. I was, I was feeling like Thomas Edison explaining electricity in the last segment. This segment, I feel like Buddy Hackett. Uh, <laughs> kids, look both of those up on the internet. All right, the, uh, what am I driving this week? I'm driving the 2022 Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross. I was in the Costco parking lot last night, and uh, this woman came over to the car, as people often do, and we're going to talk about this uh, a little bit later in this, in this segment, as people often do when they see one of these, these cars that you don't see often, or it's a new model, you know, 22, and they want to look at it. And the paint on this car, that's Mitsubishi Eclipse Cross, is gorgeous. It's a gorgeous red color. And it just, it stands out, it pops. And this woman came up and she was driving a BMW because she was parked next to me. And she asked me about it. She says, my God, what kind of car is this? I've never seen one before. And I told her it's a Mitsubishi and it's, you know, a company that's been around a long time. They used to make the Dodge Colt and this and that. And, you know, she was an older woman and she understood. Uh, she seemed to understand a little bit about cars. And she looked at it and she said, whoa, I just never, um, never saw it. Never knew anything about it. I've never seen a picture of it. and And... I think that uh, that's something that Mitsubishi suffers from. There's not a lot of name recognition in the United States. It is, um, it's not an SUV. It's, it, it is a, um, a compact SUV. It's got great looks. This is a very attractive car. Uh, I see people when I stop at lights and stuff looking at it because they don't quite know what to make out of it. Is it a new BMW? Is it a new this? The outside of this car is gorgeous. You can, you know, you just, you get looks with it. Um, so, and, you know, the, um, the thing about Mitsubishi is that their quality at times um, hasn't been the greatest and their resale value has not been the greatest but i think they've made improvements in both of those areas i love the fit and finish on this car is extraordinary and um the cabin is roomy even for a big guy or woman and has a lot of you know equipment that you would look for the one flaw in this car that i see so far and i think this car is uh, sticker prices around 31 32 000 which is probably uh, less than you would pay for a CX-5 or a RAV4 or a Tiguan or something along those lines, which would be competitive with this. The one immediate flaw in this car, and I don't know, I have to, I'm going to call Mitsubishi to find out if you can get this option, is it has a manual lift gate. And I know, I'm like, uh, you know, oh, oh my God, but the, you got to go with the competition. And if you're going to sell a car like this, nowadays, People want that lift gate that you can hit the button on the dashboard and open up. Or that you can put your foot under or that you can hit your key fob and open up, especially in areas like uh, the Northwest where, uh, you know, it could be raining or snowing and people want to be able to stand under that tailgate and get what they're going to get before they get around to the back of the car. It's a little thing, but 
it means something to many, many, many people. Me, I don't care. I wear a hat. I go out, I walk around, open the thing up. But when your arms are full and you got to put something in the back of the car, that, that little thing where you stick your, uh, your foot under the car, under the rear bumper and the door opens, if you have the fob in your pocket, becomes mighty handy. Driving-wise, it drives really nicely, much better than I expected. And I'm going to be honest with you, it drives better than any other Mitsubishi product that I have driven before. So we'll have the full review next week, uh, but uh, the, uh, I'm, I'm liking this, uh, this, this bold styling in this car. And I'm also liking the, fact, the price point to this car. The other side of the coin that I just mentioned is that if you don't need if you're one of those people who don't care about the electric lift gate, if you're one of those people who say, you know, I don't need X, Y, and Z in the car. And I can, I'll go for a base model. I want a basic transportation car. The Mitsubishi becomes worth looking at. You know, if you're not into, and I'm not saying that the interior is not great, but it's an average, you know, where, where Mazda's interiors are spectacular. The fit, the finish, everything in the car, you know, they're, they're, they're worth more than you think you're paying for the car. Mazda has gone in that direction where they uh, follow the old Bob Lutz, the uh, general, uh, the uh, head of General Motors, by saying, we want to build a car. Uh, you build a car from the interior out because that's where the people spend their time, in the interior. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense, but... Uh, and, and he was talking family car, of course not a racing car or a comp, you know, a muscle car. Uh, but the, um, I'm, I'm very pleased with the Eclipse Cross. More pleased than I thought I would be. And uh, like I said, I'm driving it so far. I'm going to take it out for a nice long drive uh, today and tomorrow. And we'll see exactly how it, uh, how it drives, how it holds up, and um, what it does. But that's what I'm driving this week, 2022 Mitsubishi uh, Eclipse Cross. Certainly worth a look in a very, very competitive field. And especially if you're one of those people that want to drive something that doesn't look like anything else, especially if you buy this red one, you want to drive something that certainly is, uh, you know, going to attract people to you and then we'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later um all right time now for our cartoon we do it every saturday morning our saturday morning cartoon where we uh pick a song out and i've been saving this song and saving this song and saving this song i don't think we have ever done this song i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i kept it in my back pocket if we did i don't think we did it by this group but if you're, uh, if you're like me, you uh, probably have either were or have been engrossed in the Beatles documentary on Disney TV. Nathan, are you, uh, you know much about the Beatles? A little bit. I would listen to them a lot on the cassette tapes in the car as I was growing up. Hey, cassette tapes coming back, <laughs> by the way. Are you surprised that I remember that? Um, no, no, because you're a very intelligent, erudite, smart person. So I would think that you remember everything from the time you were born. I do think, I mean, I've heard about cassette tapes coming back. I haven't personally gone out and purchased one or a player myself to listen to in a modern way. But uh, I have heard a lot of people talking about how it's sort of becoming like a good vintage throwback to listen to music on. 
Yeah, I, I was, I can't remember who I was watching, who, what interview I was watching, but I was watching an interview with somebody this week, um, an, an artist, and they were saying that cassettes, that they released their last album, oh, it was Ringo Starr on Jimmy Kimmel. I was, uh, I was watching Ringo Starr on Jimmy Kimmel, and he said that he released his new EP um, on vinyl and also on cassette, and the cassette is selling more than the vinyl. Wow. Maybe we'll live to see a day where cassette players are back in cars. If it keeps up like that, I know they have, like, back in the day, they had those cassette tapes and they had an aux cord coming out of them, and that's how you played your music on. An MP3 player was putting it yeah. through a cassette tape. I still have two. Boy, you know, I'm glad I held on to them now. I have a dynamite. Cause I have a professional Nakamichi cassette player and recorder. That thing is probably going to be worth a ton now, right? Mm-hmm. And, and maybe uh, even also, VHS tapes too. I've got I've got two boxes of VHS tapes that I've always said, "Oh, I'm going to dub this stuff off onto, you know, digital," and haven't done it. Anyway, I'm digressing. I'm talking, but it's it's a crazy trend, I know. But cassette tapes are are coming back. Anyway, um. So this piece of music, and I think I might have given it away, the Beatles documentary uh, was on, and I said, you know what? This is the right time to play uh, this piece of music. So um, here we are, a Saturday morning cartoon on Drive Time Radio. In the two-plus years that we've been doing this show, I finally get to say that, my friends, are the Beatles. And baby, you can drive my car back uh, from 1966. I think uh, that one was uh, was put out as a single. I don't think it appeared. Boy, I'd have to go back and look. Now I don't know that that one appeared on an album uh, until much later, when they started reissuing all the Beatles singles and B sides and stuff like that. Um, but I would have to go back and look just to make sure. It might be on Beatles 65. Um, but drive my car, the Beatles. And um, if you have not seen that Beatle documentary, I know it's slow in a few places, but to watch their creative process, to watch how they put things together, and to uh, just look at that and see that uh, is a fascinating thing. I suggest anybody who's a, a history, uh, a, a fan of the history of music, uh, take a look at uh, the Beatles documentary. And uh, that's our Saturday morning cartoon uh, because cars and music go together so well. You know, it's going to be interesting. We were talking about electric cars before. It's going to be interesting to see when electric cars get more in the mainstream. And I've done this a couple of times. You know, there are certain songs that, uh, you know, are ballads and things like that where you're listening to and they're nice and quiet and you're driving the, like I'd be driving my Corvette with the mufflers, you know, I'm on, you can hardly hear the song. Well, now with the uh, electric cars, you're, you're going to be able to hear all of the notes with the improved uh, stereos like you get from JBL and and uh, um, uh, Infinity and, and Harmon Kardon which now just, you know, every note comes out into your ears and the electric car where you don't have the, you know, maybe you have a more like a little whine in it and it's more outside so people can hear you coming. It's going to improve um, the audio quality, I think, of what we're listening to in our cars, don't you think? Nathan, you're a sound engineer. Oh, yeah, I mean... Part of the acoustics is like the noise of the room too, or in this case, the house, the car. I mean, uh, still thinking too much of like an audio engineer, but uh, when you have a certain nose noise going on in your vehicle, it actually takes away from the sound system. I'm sure you've probably heard of like noise canceling or something like that that right, Bose right. does, where they kind of manufacture or replicate a certain noise that's inaudible to the ear but actually cancels out other noises around you. That's, that's always fascinated me, man. That's something that uh, so. you and I are going to have to sit down someday and talk about this because I've always won, you know, tried to figure out, and, and, and because I've worked with sound all my life, but mm -hmm. yet I'm not 
familiar with exactly how it all works. You know, I, I, it's a very fascinating, I know the basics, the rudimentary stuff that you have to know, but um, it's, it's, it's fascinating to me. And I, I think electric car, one, you know, one of the things about electric cars is it's going to give people that, uh, you know, it's going to take away the rumble of the uh, engine, but it will, you know, it'll give you a clearer understanding of what you're listening to in the car. Now, maybe that's a bad thing. You know, maybe it'll take people's mind totally off of what <laughs> they're doing. And we got to watch that, you know. And another thing, too, with the electric cars with such a big battery in them, it can allow for higher powered sound systems to be put into a car, too. And but, give uh, them more wattage. Yeah, yeah. And that will improve point. the sound quality. Very good point. We're going to be driving. In 20 years, we'll all be driving concert halls. It'll all sound <laughs> like Ben Arroyo. As we're driving down the street, man, it'll be great. We won't have to go to the opera anymore. We, well, I don't go to the opera anyway. Uh, we won't have to go to the symphony anymore. We can just uh, sit in our cars and listen to it like we're like we're there. And All one right, last uh, thing, one last okay. thing before uh, we move on. Uh, another thing too, I'm considering with my car is getting quieter tires too to get rid of some of the road noise while I'm driving and help me enjoy the sound system even more. You know, that's a great point, mate. That I mean, I don't think that people realize, and I, and I do because I, you know, I've been around cars long enough that certain kinds of tires create um, not only, uh, you know, different driving dynamics, but also different sound dynamics mm -hmm. in a car. Um, I think part of um, what, you know, when, when electric cars first came out, like the Prius, they had special. Um, lower friction tires and i immediately noticed that those tires were quieter than a regular you know, if you put a uh, you know a large uh, 16 inch uh radial tire on a on a car well you know because with the gas engine you don't realize it as much because you're listening to the sound of the engine mm -hmm. but you make a very good point with the um with uh the sound of um, of the tires, yeah, that's a, that's a great point. So, uh, have you looked into that yet? I've been looking at some options like Michelin or Bridgestone, and yeah. thinking about like a kind of a more quieter, comfort type tire. Right now, I have uh, the still the stock uh, tires on my car, and they're starting yeah. to get pretty noisy. They still have plenty of grip, but uh, the noise is pretty noticeable when I'm driving around on any type of road surface, really, even a fresh uh, paved surface is still getting a little bit of road noise under it. Yeah. 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 Michelin's I'll tell you, man, I've used Michelin's had them on my Corvette. Um, and I love them. Uh, I, I just think they're, uh, they're the best tire, uh, that I've, um, you know, I, you know, when I can afford it, you know, a little expensive, obviously, but I've just always loved the Michelins, man, for, uh, you know, for cruising for, you know, if you're racing or something like that, that's a different story, but for what you use it for, I'm a, I'm a big Michelin fan. All right. So, well, instead of uh, road testing some tires, how about we road test a car? You know, I think that'd be a capital idea, my friend. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. And this week, we are driving and have driven the 2022 Subaru Outback Wilderness. What a what a car, man. Uh, you know, I'm a big Subaru fan. I think I've always, uh, you know, said that, and I stand by that. Uh, but it's not, a, you know, unless you're driving a BRZ or, um, you know, a, a WRX, it, they can get a little just boring because there's a million of them out there. But two things that the 2022 Subaru Outback Wilderness accomplishes. Okay, number one, it's, uh, it's the Outback Wagon, but it's made to take you further up the road than you've ever gone before, further off the road as well than you've ever gone before. Uh, they took the they took the Outback wagon. Uh, this the one I was driving was black with gold accents on it. They've upgraded the suspension. Uh, they've put Geolander Yokohama all-terrain tires on it. 
an advanced Exmo drive so that you can go off-road uh, and, and compete with some of the other bigger off-road wagons. Uh, a front skid plate. Uh, they've raised the ground clearance to nine and a half inches and the approach and departure angles and the breakover angles on this car. So that it becomes a true off-road car. And I took it up to Mount Pilchuck and, and tested it uh, through the bumps. I'll have a video of that on YouTube at our Golden V Media channel sometime early this week. And it performed flawlessly. I don't think it ever hit the ground, the, uh, the bottom of the car. I just don't think it ever hit. I, I don't remember it ever hitting the ground. It was a flawless performance in an already great car. I mean, if you are buying, a, if, you, if you don't want the big Jagunda SUV, and you know we did the Ford Bronco, and that's a beautiful vehicle. But if you are, if you want the Subaru reliability uh, and uh, the engineering and uh, the X Drive system and the safety system that they have, now you can have it in a vehicle that that will take you off road. It was nothing but spectacular. In a great, uh, I mean, uh, again, if you know the Outback, you know the interior is roomy, it's functional, everything works. Their uh, system with the uh, screen, the infotainment system is easy, it's logical, it works quickly. And I, I can't say enough about this car. It'll tow 3,500 pounds. So if you have that uh, trailer that uh, you want to take up for camping, with the 260 horsepower uh, boxer engine that uh, with the turbo, which is tried, true, proven, proven, proven. Gas mileage, uh, you know, 26 highway, 22 city. Uh, not, you know, but again, got a heavier car, get skid plates, you got different suspension components. It sits up higher. And as I said, it'll tow 3,500 pounds. Um, Subaru really did a nice job in giving you a car that would um, that would give you the ability to go further off the beaten path than you've ever gone before. And uh, what was the uh, uh, the list price on this thing? A sticker price? Try buying anything for sticker price right now. With destination and delivery, thirty eight thousand one hundred twenty bucks. Um, you know, Subaru is at, at, at the top of the safety list in all of the different ra ranking organizations. Um, and it just, uh, it's a great car. And it deserves, if you're looking for something, if you, if you are a loyal Subaru buyer and you won't get out of the Subaru for anything, go to your showroom, look at this car, and you want to go off-road. I mean, that's, you know... Go to your showroom, look at this car, and enjoy it. And who knows, maybe even buy one. Okay, that's our Drive Time Road Test this week. That is also our show this week. Thank you so much for listening to Drive Time Radio. I'll catch you Monday morning at 10 with Mikey. Until then, have a good weekend, and uh, we'll see you then if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise.